Welcome back to the First Gen Hunter podcast. It is Tuesday, so it's a pick and bones day, and I'm back here with a previous guest, Hunter McWaters from The Hunter's Quest. And uh, you should go back and listen to that first episode if you haven't. We got into some really interesting stuff there just on Hunter's background, uh, a really unique story and an example of how uh, hunting can help like provide some healing and purpose and direction and and it's it's a discipline right and it's good to have different disciplines in our life and uh hunter goes through his story on that and uh, even more importantly as you all know i'm a man of faith hunter is as well he talks about the role of of uh that in his life too so if you haven't listened to the first interview with hunter his story is just so unique um, of course, every person I have on here has their own unique story, but, but Hunter's is especially uh, uh, unique, and I think you should go in there and, and check it out because um, then it'll give you more of an appreciation for this conversation when we talk about um, kind of an update with what's been going on with the Hunter's Quest, but it's been over a year, man. Uh, yeah. A lot of life has happened then. We're going to, of course, record a full-length podcast, and we can get into more of that then. But uh, I'm just going to spring this one on you for picking bones. I don't know okay. if um, you have seen this on social media lately, but um, I've been seeing like not not you know with great frequency, but I don't know maybe once every two or three weeks I'll see a reel that somebody makes or a post where it's like there maybe it's another podcast or something, and they're asking their guest. Hey, do you sense something is wrong within the hunting community right now? Do you, or the the classic question is, do you like where the direction of hunting is headed right now? And um, I don't want to necessarily just parrot what they've said, but I want to start here. I, that those questions, when I see those reels, it kind of catches me off guard because I'm like, I don't really know what you're talking about, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it could also be because it's a first gen hunter podcast and my hunting heritage is all of, uh, like, you know, nine seasons. So, um, maybe for somebody who's been doing it their whole entire life, maybe, yeah, you have noticed some concerning things, but what do you think about that question? Do you like the direction that hunting is headed? Do you sense any problems? Uh, Hmm. I mean, well, first of all, thanks for having me back, man. It's good to, Absolutely. It's good to be with you. And, um, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to think about it. Um, and it's kind of weird because for me, like, so I've been hunting my whole life, mm-hmm. but in some ways it's almost like I started hunting all over again about four years ago mm. because um, I started, you know, obviously when I was a child, I grew up on the East coast. So my dad had me out in like dove fields and stuff when I was seven, eight years old. Yeah. Um, then, then duck hunting and goose hunting. And then around 14, I started whitetail hunting with a bow and got really into that. Um, and a little bit of turkey hunting and stuff. So kind of your typical Southeast kind of stuff, um, which I loved. Um, but then I guess like, and maybe, you know, folks should go back and listen to the other episodes. I get more in detail on this, but I started about four and a half years ago. I went on my first like big backpack hunt and it just happened to be in Alaska mm-hmm. <laughs> among other places, yeah. a DI, like a DIY walk-in caribou hunt. Um, so quite the entree into that world, but it was literally life-changing. Um, 
in that it literally changed the entire course of my life into what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, and uh, it took it took the hunting I already knew and loved, but just ratcheted it up and it added so much more adventure and challenge. Um, and so not that there's anything against just, you know, good old fashioned whitetail hunting. I still love that too. But um, something about those, these multi-day adventures oh, yeah. where you're truly out there. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to get off on a tangent. Um, so all that being said is, is like, though I've been hunting my whole life, I feel like almost a newbie in mm. like the Western hunting space. Sure. And um, so I can, you know, I can answer your question. Um, and I haven't seen a lot of that on, on social media because I'm pretty intentional about, I like to try to keep things positive. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people like to go negative. I think it's very clickbaity. Like you can get, yes. get people and, um, and to click on your stuff that, so there are some things, um, first I'll say, you know, and I'm going to approach this question from where I live and breathe right now, which is Western hunting space. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really in touch much with the whitetail space and it, it is very much almost like two different kind of like sides oh, yeah. of the industry. Definitely. Right. So, um, so I'm going to go with what I, what I've been living and breathing and, and working in for the past four years, which is the Western hunting space. So, um, first I'll say I love the industry. I love what I get to do. And, um, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's like, it's, it's so such a blessing. It feels like my job for the last few years has just been like a hobby, like building this brand and stuff like that. So I'm so grateful to be able to do that. And I think it is an awesome place. I think maybe some folks might be referring to something I hear a lot of people complaining a lot about is, um, you know, the whole like influencer thing and like mm-hmm. content creator thing. And I just decided the other day, I'm going to start, I'm going to stop even calling myself a content creator because, um, few reasons. A, I think it's got a kind of it's starting to get a negative connotation Yep. and B, um, content it just sounds like 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 just like fluff like wadding like just yeah, like you're coming up just, with something yeah just come up with whatever i can do to just post and you know while there is some of that not every single thing you're going to do or say or put out there is going to be some high art form um, i like to think of myself as a producer or even creator is okay but like i just feel like when people say content creator it just sounds like i'm just like pumping stuff out just to like post stuff mm-hmm. on social media and I understand where some people get can go negative with, you know, quote unquote hunting influencers because it can breed um, some negative things like some, you know, competition or, you know, maybe, you know, there's, there are certain brands out there that have been in trouble a lot lately. I'm thinking of one in particular, I'm not going to say the name of, that's been mm-hmm. to court like multiple times in the past couple of years for trespassing and doing illegal stuff. And I, I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people who are trying to create outdoor, I well, like to say people who are trying to document their adventures like myself mm-hmm. have to be careful. I have to be like, above reproach. Like, Biblical principle, it, it talks about, I think Paul said, like, um, you know, 
don't let many people be teachers because you're held to a higher standard. Yeah. And not that I see myself as like a teacher, but if, if, if I'm documenting my stuff and putting it out there, people are always looking for yes. a way to, and, and not only hunters, but non hunters. And, and so we have to be even like, there's a little bit of a gray area area legally. You got to know you're on the right side of the law. And, and if you don't know, make call game and fish. Um, that's happened to me before. I'm like, I just don't know here. Instead of saying like, well, I'm just going to do it. And maybe it's our, I just call game and fish and straight up ask. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd rather yeah. take the time and do that. than find out later. Oh, that was not, you know, that wasn't kosher. So, um, I don't like, and then I don't like some of the things that, that social media kind of dynamic can create. Um, but I think that's across the board stuff too. Like in any industry or even in life, like, we have to have balance. And if you're like too much about the social media and stuff like that, um, it's not good. Cause you get into comparing yourself with others and stuff like that. Um, I do think that some people see guys like me or you or whoever else who are creating content, who I think we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, but like it's almost like they feel this societal pressure. Like, oh, I must make hunt films. I must have yeah. a YouTube channel. I must start this thing. Where I don't think you should have to feel that way. Like, I think, I think uh, it's totally okay if you just hunt and you don't film it. Like, yeah. and you shouldn't feel like you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that being an issue. Um, so I guess there's that side of things. You know, I think I think a lot of people like to hate on guys like me who document our adventures. Yep. And a lot of them are just haters, straight up. They're just yeah. jealous. Uh, they wish they were doing it. They're just trolls, whatever. And there is a lot of that. Um, that's going to be anything. Anytime mm-hmm. you succeed or put yourself out there, people are going to criticize. So there's a lot of negativity around it. But I think most guys like me are just honestly want to, like I said, document their adventures you know, if, if I can do what I love and make a living doing it, I'm going to shoot after that. And I, I'm a creative guy. I like doing creative things. I see it as an art form. This is my art form. And like, um, I've always been, I've always wanted to live my life as an entrepreneur, as an artist, um, a creator. Um, I've never been the one to want to work a quote unquote normal job. That's even before mm-hmm. I got in the hunting industry. So and, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with telling the stories of our hunts. Like, I think it's a it's a human thing. Since the beginning of time, hunters have been coming back, painting stories on the cave wall of their hunt, gathering around the fire, telling the tribe about their hunt. Like, it's normal to go on these adventures. It's a human thing to go hunting. It's a human thing to want to tell about it and share with others. So. Yeah. Just like anything, you can go way off in left field and let it get the best of you and take it to a negative place. But um, I think if we're balanced, if we're doing anything, everything ethically and legally, and we're just coming at it from the right place and, and being genuine about wanting to share our adventures with others, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um yeah, I think you're. Yep. I think you've said several things that are really good and and are spot on with how I feel too. Which I mean, we got to be honest too. We're we're both kind of talking from the same point of view in a lot of ways because sure. we are those people that that generate you know the quote unquote generate the content and maybe that's mm-hmm. the where you draw the line between a content generator and a content creator because that's a good point. Yeah. Because 
creation does refer to an art form or, or something that you've put a lot of thought and time and should reflect your values in some way, shape or form and values mm-hmm. on, on multiple fields, you know, financial values. How much, how much did this trip, you know, did I have to commit my, you know, put my money where my mouth is literally and yeah. go on this trip and spend some money? How much, um, you know, physical effort did I have to put into preparing my body for a backcountry hunt? How much, you know, or go back to the whitetail world. How, how many tree stands did I put in the time to, you know, get in the tree, prep the area around them, make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to have good sh- shooting lane. And even like when it comes to archery or distance rifle shooting that I put in the time at the range, you know? And so like content should reflect all of that. Hopefully if you're doing a good job, if you're generating content, yeah, I think that's where you can almost go to where I feel this conversation stems from, which is why I kind of wanted to bring it up because I do feel like there has been uh, a push in a way. And I mean, honestly, picking bones, could be viewed in this light too a little bit. I've, I've thought about that a lot and try to not just make this a, a, uh, you know, a complaint cast, you know, every Tuesday. And, but, um, I think those, we almost try to like, you know what? I think there could be a problem because that's something worth talking about. And that gets, you know, like you said, clickbait, you know, and that's kind of how I felt about those videos. And I think it's good to bring it up if it's going to be, you know, the people that were sharing those, they have large followings. And so that's a lot of the hunting community that's going to be told, hey, yeah, you know, freak out. There's something wrong. Hunting's, you know, going in a bad direction. But I also think, too, that. um, Is that what they were getting at, most of them, was what I kind of brought up? Uh, Well, and and I, so they were, the the stuff that I've seen were just clips of the, of a full length podcast. And I, I mean, like you said, I try to focus more on the positivity or on the stuff that I feel if there is a problem, yeah, we really need to address like conservation issues or, mm-hmm. um, or, uh, everything that goes on with how, you know, where we're fighting yeah. for hunting rights, you know, that's stuff that I'll, I'll definitely, um, gladly, you know, weigh in on and, and talk about, but, but stuff like just these general ideas of, Hey, you know, the sky is falling. Um, you know, I don't even really want to mention who put it out, but you'll remember from, uh, I don't know, a year and a half ago, maybe, uh, well, maybe not even quite that long, maybe more over the past year, um, a large hunting celebrities, close relative was, was talking about how hunting influencers had ruined hunting and and there was oh, yeah. all this overcrowding on on public land and on and on and on and i i think that that has gained traction like that conversation yeah. has it's been uh it's been put out there so many times since then yeah um, and i get that too but at the same time like the more people who care about hunting and care about conserving our public lands bingo uh the better it is for them. And, you know, hunting is always going to be competitive to some degree. Like Mm -hmm. you're never going to get rid of that. Um, I do think we are in a place where people are a little bit too quick to judge too quick to Monday morning quarterback. I mean, Mm -hmm. especially with me, I mean, just like, you know, when you hunt long enough, like, 
not every single time you shoot an animal is a perfect shot and it dies instantly. It's just yeah. not the way it happens. Yep. And so, I, you know, I put a reel out and, um, you know, most of them are probably just jealous trolls because it's the biggest blacktail ever killed on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Say it. You can fact check me. But um, it's a 140-inch Columbia blacktail. That's incredible, um, Not man. the biggest. I mean, it's not like the biggest blacktail ever, but it's the biggest one killed on camera. I can't find one bigger. But, you know, it took a couple shots to get him down. and mm-hmm. But they were good shots. The, the range I was shooting him at, I wasn't getting the expansion I should have been getting out of my projectile. So that's why he kept walking. But anyway, like I could have just edited out all the shots and made it look like I nailed him perfectly on the first shot. But I didn't. I told the story how it happened. And, you know, good for you. Tons of people are on there. Go to the comment section. I deleted some of the really bad ones, but like so many people are on there. And these aren't even anti hunters. These are other hunters. Just like, yeah. oh, you suck. You can't shoot. And like, I would challenge most of those guys probably could make. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, but um, we're, I think we are a little bit too too quick to just jump on other hunters mm-hmm. when, and this is something that gets beat on a lot, so I don't want to beat on a dead horse, but we have enough enemies. Like, we need to be on each other's team. We need to unite. Like, I try, it's, 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 and especially public land, like, it's very easy to see other hunters as competition, as pressure, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. I try to just look at them as other hunters, fellow hunters, you know, buddies in the field, like they're most likely really nice guys. If you go up and talk to them, I try to talk to people when I see people, um, you know, try to make a plan with them instead of just trying to, instead of just looking at them as like jerks or whatever, like we're all out there for the same reasons. We're probably pretty like-minded people. Yep. Um, we should be on the same team. So, I mean, that's, that's another thing too. I feel like we could do better, but yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of those, perceived problems are probably that simple if you like break it down um it's not as bad as i think and plus hunting changes you know what i mean like i i gotta think that some of that complaint about the competition on public land the overcrowding and all of that that's there's a lot of other issues at play there you know um with with uh what's causing that beyond just you know we somebody posts a uh, video of them shooting a, a giant, you know, well, let's just take the example, your, your black tail shoots a giant black tail. Yeah. Oh, now everyone wants to go shoot a Columbia black tail. And I, maybe some like, yeah, maybe there's some seasons that get more hunters participating in, but I think our reason that we have more crowding on, and, and this is the other part of it too, is trophy hunting, right? That's the other thing that gets thrown in that conversation a lot. How everyone thinks they got to shoot a certain size animal. So then they lease up all the ground and now there's nowhere for, for guys to hunt. And, yeah. and, and I'm not saying none of that happens, but you know, a guy who's on this podcast a lot with me as a co-host is uh, my friend Caleb. And, you know, we did a mule deer hunt out to Nebraska this year. We had no problem getting permission on four different landowners' ranches oh, nice. in, in Nebraska. We didn't even know these people. You know, yeah. it's just like you just ask the right way and and be respectful and you know give people some confidence and that you're not going to be a problem for them. And you know that goes a long way. And so it's not like every door's been knocked on and every you know every bridge has been burned. But, yeah, you know, there's there's still so much good out there to enjoy. And, um, you know, part of that could just be 
um, <laughs> we're not as neighborly anymore as we used to be as yeah. a, as a society, you know? So we feel more anxiety about going and knocking on somebody's door because we don't ever knock on anybody's door, talk to anybody that lives in our cul-de-sac or, you know, yeah. like there's, there's this isolationist side and I fight that sometimes, you know, it's like, it's just easier just to go to the public land where I don't have to ask. And, yeah. and you know, that, that could be part of it. But as far as the trophy hunting goes, making, making things worse, I think there's a lot like, yes, that case can be made. A friend of mine, Doug Duran up in Southwest Wisconsin, that, trophy hunting gets in the way of good CWD management in the part of our country where CWD is at its worst. You know, the people don't want to spend tags on, on younger bucks. They don't want to spend tags on does as much because they're holding out for a trophy animal. I do the same thing here in Iowa, but I don't have the CWD problems that Southwest Wisconsin has, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. it's, it's not the same across the board and hunting is what, as it is changes through time. And I think that we have to understand that too. And look at how much habitat has been lost, you know, even yeah. since you started hunting, I bet you there's a lot of, a lot of places by where you live that were rural acres when you were a little kid oh, that yeah. are now developed into housing additions or, or, um, you know, even even commercially developed uh, ground for for business, you know. There's mm -hmm. and that's definitely the case here in Iowa. So much habitat has been lost. That's really the bigger problem. So, I mean, we could we could talk on this one forever. But I basically my goal was I knew Hunter was a thoughtful guy. He has his ear to the ground and all these issues. So he's the perfect guy to ask about it. And um, I wanted to like come out of this with a positive vibe. And I think we've done that, you know, don't, don't get, sure. don't get your, you know, your outlook on the state of hunting, the quote unquote state of hunting. Don't just get that from like some negative posts or even like yeah. uh, Hunter mentioned trolls. Um, I think things are going pretty good. And, and you know what, the thing too, about the criticism on, Oh, you're, you know, you're just using the industry to go and make money or whatever. Yeah, that's kind of like the American dream. Wouldn't we all want to be, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, <laughs> and what's your point? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, it's, to me, it's People are always going to be, you know, I don't want to sound like whatever, but people are always going to be jealous if, if you're yep. doing something cool and you're successful at it. It doesn't yep. matter if you're a baseball player, a lawyer, a farmer. It doesn't matter. Like, if you're doing well and, it's you, and you love it and you're happy, there's going to be those people that, aren't happy and they see it and it doesn't sit right with them. Yep. And I hope they, exactly. you know, I hope they can find their way, but, um, there's no point. There's no reason to, to hate on people. I mean, nope. some people need to be checked, of course, mm -hmm. but we should try to keep it positive. And, um, you know, there are guys that have been hunting out West since the seventies or eighties. And I'm sure it probably does look a little bleak right now. Maybe, I fortunately haven't been in it that long, but I do know that if you play your cards right and do some research and you like work hard, you can get tags and oh, decent yeah. ones out West. Like it's not impossible. Um, so yeah, I just try to keep it positive and, and do what I can to keep moving in the right direction. But yep. Good question though. Definitely. Definitely. So if you're listening to this, try and focus on the positives. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, like Hunter said, if someone needs to be 
you know, held accountable or for something. Yeah. Make sure, but also do that appropriately. You know, <laughs> you go to them individually. Don't, don't just blast them on their, yeah. on their post or whatever, you know, just send them a message be like, Hey, you know, totally. that's, I care, that's true. I, I care about you and I care about hunting and I feel like, uh, how things are, are appearing right now with what you posted, um, could be, uh, done a little better. And, yeah. uh, you know, if somebody says that to, to me, I need to, you know, honestly consider it. You know, one time I, I did get called by somebody on a post once. It didn't have anything to do with hunting, but I had misidentified some plants and I was making more of a work related post because I, I work on a, on a farm where we raise, uh, native, uh, grasses and flowers mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And, uh, I had incorrectly identified a few, uh, weed species and this person who is one of the nicest people on the planet and she is so knowledgeable she like messaged me she's like hey just so you know um like three of those plants you mentioned in there you had the wrong idea on them yeah uh, so basically your video is a bunch of false information and i pulled it down you know it's like it stings a little bit it makes you like feel like dumb but you know that's part yeah. of it too is having having the having the uh guts to you know, accept our failures, yeah. I guess, and, and the humility to, <laughs> to address it. Yeah, but, for sure. but yeah, that's all of it. Well, thanks for weighing in on that one with me, Hunter. And thank you to the listeners for writing in. If you got any thoughts you think need to be added to this conversation, we can take it deeper in a future episode, I'm sure. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, keep your eyes open for, you know, more so the issues that threaten hunting, I would say, uh, especially coming through in the form of legislation. We just had the conversation, few a few picking bones ago with Alex and we talked about some of the new tactics the anti-hunting community is trying to use to uh, make hunting seem like it doesn't make sense and keep your eyes open for that of course stay active on howl and uh, responding to those issues good reminder this podcast is presented by Spartan Forge Spartan Forge is the leader in deer behavior prediction also in uh, mapping I use them so much I, uh, I one of my New Year's resolutions I think I talked about this recently is less screen time and uh, I've I've got to keep an eye on my Spartan Forge screen time so I'm not on my on my phone too much scouting out uh, new areas and and whatnot but um, it's almost shed season though so I will be burning up some screen time no doubt uh, right. scouting out new areas I want to go and try and pick up sheds this coming spring should be pretty good I'm all snowed in here we finally had a snowplow get through and the last time it snowed I think was three days ago so uh, our road has been totally drifted shut but. Um, it's good for shed season. So keep your eye out for some antlers here in the next four to five weeks. They, there should be quite a few of them on the ground, I would think, and they're going to be piled up. But, um, also as Hunter said, if you do have dreams of hunting out West and you want help navigating, uh, all the different ins and outs of tag apps and buying points and, and what's the difference between a limited draw and an over the counter hunt and all of that stuff. Alex Gruen of East to West hunts is the guy you want to talk to. Alex offers a one-on-one uh, hunt consultation service. Basically, uh, he'll he'll plan your hunt as much as you want him to. So if you want him to just you'd be like, "Hey, Alex, I don't have the time to do look through all the tag app stuff. Just do it for me and buy my points, and you know, make it make it happen, right? And let me know if I draw a tag. And then if I draw a tag, plan my hunt for me. He'll do all of it." Um, 
He'll custom fit it exactly how you want it. Go to eastwesthunts.com, request a free consultation, and uh, you'll go from there. If Alex thinks, yeah, you know what, I think what you're wanting, I'm not really the guy for you, he'll tell you that. He's not going to waste your money on something you don't need or want. But if you do, which I think you most likely will, find that Alex is what you need, he'll take care of you exactly as you want. Tell him you heard about it on this podcast, and you'll save yourself 10%. Then when you go and you shoot, the second biggest blacktail caught on film. Uh, you're going to want to get it memorialized in a, uh, you know, the form of great, high quality taxidermy work. Go to Old Barn Taxidermy. Old Barn's been doing stuff around the nation for decades. Um, Sam, I believe, has been in the business for about 40 years, and uh, his shop does over 500 shoulder mounts every season. Um, they, uh, do of course all sorts of other species as well. Uh, I, whenever I finally tag my bear, I'm going to go there to get a, a black bear rug done. Um, but I got a mule deer hide to take in there to get tan this year. And, um, I didn't shoot anything with antlers this year. Um, hmm. got a couple deer down, but I did not get it, get any, uh, anything to be Euro mounted or shoulder mounted this season, but that's okay because, uh, the last two years I, I had a, uh, I had some taxidermy bills that I think my wife's glad to have a, a break. But that's part of it, too, is Old Barn is very affordable, well under the national average for the tr the price of a shoulder mount. But if you want to do body, you know, full body mount or just a European mount, whatever it is, they will do it and they'll do it right. Nobody wants bad taxidermy and even fewer people, which I know doesn't make sense, but even fewer people can unsee bad taxidermy. Don't don't settle for that. Get it done the right way. Go to Old Barn Taxidermy. You can find a link for them in these show notes or in my link tree on Instagram. Well, thank you so much, Hunter. Thank you to everyone else. Until next time, guys, take care and take someone hunting. <laughs>